Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a moment to talk about our friends at PenBets.com. You know, Pennsylvania recently legalized online gambling, so it won't be long before the first online gambling sites start launching across the Keystone State. So if you want to be a player in Pennsylvania, you need a place to go to stay on top of the latest developments. And that's why you need to check out PenBets.com. PenBets.com is led by industry experts and provides the most in-depth coverage of this new and exciting online gambling market. News, reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker. At PenBets.com, you'll have everything you need to navigate the Pennsylvania online gambling scene at your fingertips. Where can you play? What's the latest game being offered? Which casino is running which site? You'll find these answers and much, much more at PenBets.com. Pennsylvania is a new market for online gambling, and things happen fast. So you need a resource that's reliable, insightful, and most of all, trustworthy. And that's PenBets.com. That's P-E-N-N-B-E-T-S.com. Stay ahead of the game with PenBets.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Hello, everyone. Welcome to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host. We have a returning guest, one of my favorite people in the writing world. His name is Jim Swain. He's written Another Winner, a great book set in Las Vegas. It's called Supercon. And this is Dave Weishaddle. I'll be speaking with Robert Delafa from NGOnlineGambling.com and PenBets.com about Atlantic City and where it's going in the new year and why live poker isn't doing so well in the Garden State. So stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. New Jersey's online gambling market is loaded with so many different sites and all kinds of promotions, it's enough to make your head spin like the reels on an old-time Atlantic City slot machine. So how do you make sense of all that information floating out there in cyberspace? Well, you don't have to. That's because the folks at NJOnlineGambling.com have done all of that for you. NJOnlineGambling.com is your complete resource for all the online sites in New Jersey. Which games have the biggest jackpots? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. Which sites use PayPal for deposits? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. NJOnlineGambling.com is the most trusted guide to the New Jersey online gambling market. Industry news, site reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker, they got it all in one spot. It's the ultimate resource for online players in New Jersey. They even got the best sign-up offers, better than some of the ones being offered by the online casinos themselves. Look, they say bet with your head. So why not do the same before you bet and check out NJOnlineGambling.com, the most trusted resource around for New Jersey's online gambling market. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now, I'm sure everyone has made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with my pillow. They're the most comfortable pillows on the market. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use my pillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. I even travel with my pillow. 
And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. You're listening to the House of Cards with Ashley Adams. A poker face carved in marble. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host. And as promised, we are joined by the fantastic, wonderful, terrific author who has written another terrific book. His name is Jim Swain, James Swain. The new one is called Supercon. And just like all the other great ones that I've read that I love to read, this one is set in the middle of the gambling world, the gambling epicenter of the world, Las Vegas. Jim is with us now. Jim, are you there? I'm here. Thanks for having me. Oh, wonderful. I stayed up till 3 a.m. to read your book in one take. It was just terrifically suspenseful, and I, I enjoyed it immensely, especially uh, the setting. Uh, why don't you just tell our listeners, if you would, uh, a little bit about the book and uh, why they might be interested in reading it? Um, <clears throat> this is the... Um Third book. First of all, I'm glad you you, you stayed up till three a.m. That's music to my ears. Um, <laughs> this is the third book in I write crime books in the Billy Cunningham series. Billy is a a hustler in Las Vegas, a scammer, and based upon someone I met a number of years ago when I was in Vegas um, doing uh, an article on poker cheating for Men's Health magazine, and he works with a crew. Um, and these, there are dice crews, and there are who's cheated dice. There are uh, crews that cheat rig slot machines. There are crews that cheat at blackjack. And Billy's crew does a variety of different things. And um, this book was kind of uh, dear to my heart because uh, I've always been interested in um, fixing sports, how, to, how that actually works. And in Supercon, Billy is approached by another hustler, uh, a Chinese gangster who wants to fix the Super Bowl. And Billy's against it because he feels it's very, very risky. Um, and the Chinese gam- gambler doesn't take no for an answer. And he blackmails Billy into doing this. And so Billy is forced to come up with a, a way to fix the Super Bowl. And I, I spent a great, great deal of time uh, researching this. Um, as probably some of your listeners know, fixing sporting events is not uncommon um, in Asia. It goes on with soccer. It goes on with horse racing. It goes on in, in a variety of things. Um, but it is uh, uncommon here in the United States. Well, so we think. Uh, we did have. So we think. Yeah, we did have cheating scandals in the fifties, primarily with basketball and, of course, with boxing. Um, um, but you know, I, I think we do a better job of trying to clean it up and trying to keep the games as clean as we can. Yeah, there are things that happen, but there is. Um, trust me, I, I did a lot of research on the NFL. Um, and how they police themselves. Um, I think one of the other things that um, made me want to write this book was many years, several years ago, um, there was a scandal with the NBA, right? With a uh, a referee, um, I remember that who was fix, fixing um, games, even playoff games, and. Uh, 60 Minutes did an expose on it, and he wrote a book about it, which I've read. Um, and it fascinated me because I felt 
basketball, you know, especially televised, when it's televised, you know, I mean, it's like they're in a fishbowl. How could, how could a ref be fixing games? And as it turned out that when they reviewed his record, I believe he had fixed, I think the number was 80 or 85 yeah. games. Yeah. Um, um, he was fouling out the higher scoring players on a particular team. And of course, that would cripple their chances of. And very often, I believe he was uh, the game. Sometimes the team wouldn't lose, but it would be for the point spread. So a particular team would wouldn't make the point spread, or would make the point spread. But anyway, he, he did it for years. And when the FBI caught wind of it, and they went to the NBA and said, um, "You know, you have a problem. This is going on." The, uh, the commissioner at the time, I believe it was David Stern, uh, who, you know, has impeccable credentials. Um, he said, that's ridiculous. It can't be happening. You know, we watch the players. We watch everything. Well, it turned out he was wrong. It was going on. And the, 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 the uh, referee was went to prison. And that just kind of opened my eyes that these things can happen. Right. And um, it wouldn't it wouldn't it be fun for the for, for the gist of a novel to have a Super Bowl fixed um, and, and how it goes about it, and then of course we get into the inner machinations of the NFL. Um, I will tell you that when I wrote the book, which was over a year ago, I had no idea of what <laughs> the problems the NFL was going to be having this year, <laughs> um, which has already come up with a few. The book is out. And I've had any number of readers contact me and say, did you, what, do you have a crystal ball? Because I don't, I say some things about, as you know from reading the book, about the owner's influence on these games. Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now, I'm sure everyone has made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with my pillow. They're the most comfortable pillows on the market. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use my pillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. I even travel with my pillow. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. You are more in need of a night in Atlantic City than any man I've ever met. I'd say sit down at a table, go for dinner, see a show, take a walk on the boardwalk and smell the salt air. But if you're anything like me, nothing after sit down at a table is going to happen. Welcome back, everybody. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We're talking to the great author, Jim Swain, who's written a new book, Super Con. A couple of questions that I have, and I want sure. to make sure we cover them. Um, first of all, I wonder in general, I'm going to get into some specifics later, but in general, you write a book that really undermines the image of the NFL as a pristine, gambling-free place. And I'm wondering if the NFL has in any way given you any blowback saying, you know, this is unfair or this is untrue or we know it's a novel, but it missed. Have you gotten any blowback from the NFL? Uh, no, no, I've not. And, you know, we went out of our way to um, the teams that are in the book are fictitious. 
Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and as, as as you know, the teams are fictitious and the players are fictitious. So none of them. I'm not saying I'm not pointing the finger at any particular team. Um, and in fact, in in doing my research, I haven't seen anything that says any NFL players or teams have done anything nefarious in decades. I, um, there have been out, allegations of, of some of some players and teams doing some things in the '60s and '70s, um, but I couldn't find anything that was recent. Um, and but the the uh, the issue that I raise, and it's just one of sports in general, um, but it's particularly true with this game, is the owners of the teams all have revenue sharing from television. It behooves them to have playoff games and big games where you have marquee teams from big markets playing each other because they sell more advertising. Sure. Um, and, and, that's, and, and the revenue share, which I was able to find out through um, something that was written about the Green Bay Packers because they released what they made um, because they're publicly owned, the only team that I believe it is, um, it was extraordinary. It was like a quarter billion dollars a year just from their TV contracts. Um, that's a lot of money. It sure is. And so, you know, the, 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 the idea here is that, hey, um, if I'm the owner of a small market team, do I want my team, you know, it, does it, is it more financially beneficial to me to have a big market team playing in the playoffs and a big market team, and I mean a big market from, L.A. or New York or New England or Chicago, <clears throat> as opposed to a small market team, say, from where I live, Tampa or Jacksonville, playing. Uh, draws less eyeballs. Right. This is just reality. That's right. And, um, and, would, and would owners or would the league fictitiously, you know, this is the premise, possibly put some influence on outcomes? Um. And um, and that's the premise. And uh, I'm not saying it's happened, um, but I'm saying I, I, I feel that when you have that kind of financial um, makeup of your league, um, th- that could cause a problem down the road. I, I agree completely, and I think it's naive to think that it couldn't happen. Whether it's happened or not, who knows. But, but you, right. you, you push it a little bit further than that. If I recall correctly... Um, Sleep deprivation notwithstanding, one of your key football player characters, I, I think he's called Night Train. Uh, what a great name, by the way. Uh, Night Train, I think, is kind of revealing to your hero, Billy Cunningham, all that Billy doesn't know, that the NFL is scripted like professional wrestling. And he's he's schooling Billy on the fact that this – has gone on for a long time for the reasons you just mentioned, the the revenue sharing, the, the piece of the pie that the teams get from the television contract, and that lots of the outcomes and the whole way that the game develops and injuries and all that stuff is scripted. That blew my mind that, that my goodness, is that possible? Could we all be being set up with the different storylines that we think are just the natural product of athletes engaging in true competition when perhaps there are writers who have decided on uh, the outcome well in advance and how we're going to get there and making it as suspenseful and TV-worthy as possible. That's something that really, i got to tell you, Jim, blew my mind. I never, I mean, call me naive, but I never thought that such a thing could even be conceived for the NFL or NBA or Major League Baseball or college football. But you you bring it out as a real possibility. Uh, that's a little bit uh, earth-shattering, I think, because I have not read anything else about that. So, anyway. Actually, um, yeah, it's um, where, I, where I did my research on this. Um, there is a marvelous writer named, I believe, is David Pruy, uh, P-R-O-U-H-Y who, um, when I was doing the research of the book, read his books, Larceny Games, I believe another is The Fix is In, um, which discussed this at length. Um, my book is fiction. Um, Pruy's books are nonfiction. And I would um, 
I'll just say that after I did my research on this book um, and looked at not just the NFL, but all the different uh, professional sports leagues, which are making the majority of their money from revenue share TV advertising and cable deals. Um, I look at the, I look at the sports now and I look at the outcomes differently. Yeah. <laughs> so, because, so okay, will I. And I, and I'm okay. Because money does affect it. Um, it, it does, it, it just simply does. And if, and one of the things Pruy says, and hopefully I'm pronouncing his name correctly, says in his books is that it doesn't, if it, if it doesn't make a difference to the owners or the players, the outcome, the financial outcome doesn't make a difference because we're all sharing the same pool of money, um, then why not do these things? Why not have fairy tale endings? That's right. Why not have storybook matchups? It's what draws viewers. And I hate to say it, but the public has always been gullible, most of them, to these type of matchups. Even they just are. People people like it. And as a, a friend of mine who in, in Hollywood who does reality television said, all reality television is scripted. Right. It's all scripted. Right. Okay? I, I believe that. And, and it, it, it made me wonder sometimes with some of the things that I had seen with um, – because I played a little football growing up, and it was just – it was just a down and dirty game, <laughs> and you know, um, I, I just watch. I just watch the sports now, and I look at some of these outcomes, and I just shake my head. Um, and I, you know, again, and I, I think the money does have an influence on things. Um, and I think the bigger it gets, um, and until we can change it. Um, I think that when you ha- I, I particularly like sports like golf, where, hey, if you don't make the cut, you're out. All right? What a great concept. Well, again, Jim, thanks for joining us. We look forward to having you again to talk about your next book, your movie, whatever, whatever it is. We'd love having you on. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ashley. All right. Listeners, that's Jim Swain, author of Supercon, which is a super book. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now, I'm sure everyone has made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with MyPillow. They're the most comfortable pillows on the market. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use MyPillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. I even travel with MyPillow. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. Don't do what I did and run out. If it's working, don't quit. Why would you stop? Why undo all the good that's been accomplished? You've got to feed them right for life. Dynavite is nutrition. If I ever took Roy off of Dynavite... No, 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 no. When I get to about three quarters... When I get down to the bottom of my box of Dynavite... Oh, no. I've got a couple more scoops. It's time to place my order. Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week. We'll send you a big tube of Doggo Suds free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Suds shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe... 
but no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try dog suds. Free. This week at Dynavite.com. Just feed your dog right. Use Dynavite. Dynavite for life. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Need to sell your house fast? We're homevestors, but we buy ugly houses, people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg. But did you know that Homevestors is America's number one homebuyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs. And we close fast. Call today for your no-obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize, tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast, do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guests, strategy questions, they could be practical questions about where and how to find the game. Send your questions to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. We're very interested in them. And of course, if they're particularly interesting, we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of Mailbag, info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash hocradio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash hocradio. Forget all these formulated, extruded, processed cereal bits. With just the raw meat and the eggs and the Dynavite, it's, it's unbelievable. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week. We'll send you a big tube of Doggo Suds free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Suds shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Free this week at Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Many athletes dream of becoming a professional football player. For those young men that do get drafted into the NFL or affiliated leagues, life changes forever for them and their families. Repeated head trauma during their professional football career causes many retired NFL players to experience long-term neurological issues such as ALS, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, and dementia. Our attorneys at D. Miller & Associates are ready to help you immediately. Contact us today at 1-855-PRO-LAWYERS for your confidential discussion. Again, that's 1-855-776-5299. Hey, this is Dave Weishuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of January 29th, 2018. Jack Cleveland Casino will be adding an electronic gaming arena to their property. The Synergy Table Games Arena will have table games, a live DJ, and 28 electronic PlayStations with giant video screens, which will allow visitors to play games socially with their friends. The arena is scheduled to open in March and will be marketed to attract younger gamblers to the property. In January, two huge jackpots were won on consecutive days at two station casino properties. The first happened on January 12th at the Green Valley Ranch Resort, where a gambler won over $440,000. And the second jackpot occurred on January 13th at Palace Station, where the player won over $215,000. Both players were playing quarter machines, and both were playing the Wheel of Fortune slot machines. And finally, comedian Kevin Hart won a $40,000 hand of poker by accident at the Poker Stars Championship Cash Tournament in Germany. Hart's whole cards were a three and a king, which he mistakenly believed gave him a straight. When he revealed his cards, he yelled straight, but soon realized he only had king high. The good news? Hart's opponent was bluffing, so Hart took the pot. You know, when I make a mistake like that, I usually lose. Having news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation, send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee and flopping full houses. 
Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the House of Cards. Nice. Nice. Not thrilling, but nice. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishuttle with you here. You know, I love it when the writers from PenBets.com and NJOnlineGambling.com come on because they give out the best information. And with us, we have one of their premier writers to talk about what happened in Atlantic City in 2017 and what will we got to look forward to in the coming year. From NJOnlineGambling.com and PenBets.com, Robert Delafave. Robert, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Dave. This being the new year, it's kind of time to take stock of what happened in 2017 and take a look ahead and what's going to happen in 2018. All in all, I guess the brick-and-mortar casinos in Atlantic City had a pretty good year since the revenue went up. So what do we take away from these revenue figures for 2017? Well, you know, I think the, I think the important thing is to realize that it's a it's a good first step. I think Atlantic City has finally kind of shifted out of reverse, and then it's in first gear now. We saw revenue go up just a tad, but after uh, ten years of decline, any any progress is good progress. The main takeaway is that, and this will play a lot in the next year, is that the consolidation of the market having less but better and more renovated and more luxurious casinos, as opposed to just a swarm of non-visited casinos is just paying off a little bit more. Yeah, I I think that's what everyone has been saying. You know, it's the market correction or the stabilization of the markets because some of these casinos were shut down a couple of years ago. Do you think that was the main reason that we saw the uptick in revenue figures? It's definitely one of them. I think um, think if the old existing casinos just kind of rested on their laurels, though, we wouldn't have seen much. We did see a lot of renovation and... um, Trough resorts and the Golden Nuggets is actually a pretty beautiful newer casino. So all those factors combined, and I think some of the um, traffic driven from online sites to to Atlantic City. There's kind of a cross section there that helped as well in the last uh, two years, especially. You know, I, I, w- I want to get your take on something that made me roll my eyes. You know, everything was going great with the remaining casinos. You know, you know, revenue was starting to turn around, and then all of a sudden, in 2018, two new casinos are going to open up. And uh, the Hard Rock is taking over the old Trump Taj Mahal, and the Revel will reopen as the Ocean Resort Casino. I mean, is New Jersey taking two steps back now? I mean, we, we just got it corrected, and we were going in the right direction, and now all of a sudden we're throwing two new casinos back at us. Uh, how do you think they'll fit into the market, and what do you think that'll do to the revenue figures? You know, I was a little bewildered by it at first, too. It was, um, oh, we just consolidated the market down from 12 to 7. Let's bring it from 7 to 9 because we saw what happened last time when we flooded the market. Um, it's, so it's a little confounding in that respect. However, I think Hard Rock can add something. I think I think it's a very recognized brand. It is going to be very aggressive with the opening and um in their launch sequence, and uh, as, as far as the amount of money they're putting into it, I think it's like $375 million off the get. So I think they're going to do a good job. And, and despite how Trump Taj was doing, the Hard Rock Cafe always kind of did well. So that brand recognition, that that kind of pedigree that they bring, it could do something for the, broad, for the, the boardwalk. Um, the Revel is kind of more of an open question. Uh, and that's kind of been a laughing stock of the Atlantic City for the last five <laughs> years, especially with Straub the last two years not like refusing to buy a license and just all the hijinks like kind of three stooges like. So I'm much more skeptical on that, but the, uh, the developer uh, group who purchased it, they do have a pretty good reputation. They do seem willing to actually open the casino. Um, but my my 
My hopes for it probably aren't as high as it is for a hard rock. I think nine might be pushing the envelope a little too far unless they do something special. There wasn't an appetite for the Rebel in 2012, and I don't know if there's going to be an appetite for the Rebel 2 in uh, 2018. You know, when we talk about New Jersey casinos in 2018, we have to bring up the subject of sports betting. And everyone agrees that if the Supreme Court rules in New Jersey's favor, it means big money for Jersey casinos. However, are are people overestimating the impact of sports betting will have on the revenue figures? I'm asking this because I remember when New Jersey first came out with the online gambling and their projections were way higher than what they actually brought in. But are New Jersey casinos fooling themselves about the impact of sports betting? You know, projections are just that. They're just used to get headlines, I feel, especially the early ones. I do think we're going to see an uptick, but we have to look at the nature of sports betting itself. It's not really a super high-margin form of gambling, not like slots where you can just pump dollars in over and over and over again. You're betting sports. You're betting on selected games, selected outcomes. There's only a fixed number of those. So I don't think the impact directly – will be, um, you know, a huge thing on, like, revenue. But it'll draw people to the city who will then participate in other gambling verticals, namely poker, slots, table games. So it's going to – the more people that are there, the more opportunities they have to market to the total gambler and not just the sports better. But as far as sports betting on its own, we'll see an uptick, but it's not going to be, like, revolutionary or anything. No, I, I doubt it at least. I know you talk to a lot of people in the uh, casino business, and I've talked to a lot of people in the casino business, and they all seem to think if New Jersey gets sports betting, they're going to have some East Coast monopoly. But, uh, you know, if the Supreme Court rolls in Jersey's favor, horse tracks are going to get it, and probably other states will start sports betting, namely Pennsylvania, because in their gaming expansion they have a section for sports betting. I mean, is New Jersey – putting all their eggs in one basket, especially when they have to realize that there's competition for sports betting if the Supreme Court rules in their favor? I mean, I don't, the thing is, I don't know where else they're going to put them at this point. Like, I mean, they have casino gambling, they have poker, that's, they have horse racing, they have lottery. Um, the only other way to go would be a sports betting. And I don't think they're... I Maybe they are expecting a lot from it, and I think... Like I said before, I don't know how much they can expect. It might depend on like how well the uh, mobile apps are spread out and where you can use them, and, and and if online sports books come into the picture. I think if you open up that arena with mobile and online, you can get a lot bigger, and you can really uh, dominate the space at least for a time. But like, like you said, once Pennsylvania comes in the picture, and, and presumably they're not going to be far behind. Um, they they have it baked in already, so they can just pull the the trigger whenever the uh, Supreme Court case is is uh, is, is in our favor. If, it, if it's in our favor, so now yeah, I mean anyone touting as an East Coast monopoly is kind of falling to the same trap of saying Atlantic City it, it as a casino property is a, an East Coast monopoly, and it's just not. It was, but once others entered the equation, that that stopped, and I don't think that I think the days of monopoly in any respect, with regard to casino gambling, are pretty much over. You know, you mentioned online gambling, and I want to hit that. I mean, that's been uh, doing very well for New Jersey. What are the latest figures with regard to online casinos in 2017? Yeah, you know, I, I was I was going through them the other day, and we did 246 million last year, and um, that's just terrific. What was interesting to me was that if you if you actually pretend New Jersey online gambling is, a, is its own casino, it did better than three Atlantic City casinos. It did better than the Golden Nugget Resorts and um, I think Bally's. I want to say it made more revenue than each of those casinos. So that is significant, and it, it pretty much accounted for about ten percent of on of Atlantic City gaming. So. Uh, it's the only good things to say about it this year. I think it was up about 25 to 30% in revenue. And the outlook is pretty good for next year as well, especially with um, one of the upshots of uh, 
hard rock and, and ocean coming in is that there'll probably be two uh, good uh, online casinos in the state, that, and there seems to still be an appetite for more. So only good things to say about that. We've really seen a lot of development there. You know, we've heard a lot about the prospect of a compact with the other online gambling states with regard to shared player pools, and, and I guess one in the near future could be Pennsylvania since they uh, did their uh, gaming expansion law. Is anyone given projections of when a compact could be signed with these other states and what the uh, revenue we could expect from those? No, I haven't seen one exactly, but I think you, know, you look at poker, at online poker in New Jersey, it's kind of been disappointing. Uh, it started good, and then kind of people gravitated away from it because the player pool wasn't big enough. So I, I think you bring in Nevada and Delaware, and that's going to alleviate a lot of that problem right off, right out of the gate. Um, especially because with Nevada, you have a longer prime time period now where you have that three-hour time difference. So that on its own is a big deal. Bring in Pennsylvania, I think it's monumental. It really starts to set a precedent. Um, you're, you're doubling the population right there. And from that, and, and in poker, it's kind of like a liquid, uh, liquidity begetting liquidity kind of thing. So the more players you bring in, the more interest it generates and it kind of dominoes. So I do believe you bring in Pennsylvania, it'll more than double the amount of revenue the collective industry makes. It might even triple it. Just by doubling the population, you triple the revenue. And that's sort of where I'm at right now with it. Well, you mentioned online poker, but uh, I want to talk about live poker. And boy, that does not look too rosy in the uh, Garden State. No. <laughs> uh, but how have they uh, performed in uh, Atlantic City? Are they going down drastically or are they uh, just falling off slightly? Or what's the story with live poker in Atlantic City? It's, it's kind of been one of those slow deaths. Um, it's, it's been <laughs> happening for years now. Yeah, slow and torturous, I know, the worst kind. Oh, but, um, you know, at first I was I looked into this data and I was interested in the topic. And, and at first it seemed like, okay, well, you know, Atlantic City is going down. Naturally, poker is going to go down. It's just the whole, it just ties in. But then I noticed, and I did some research on this, that poker is actually falling off at a faster clip than, let's say, um, regular casino gaming like slots and table games and it's making up a smaller portion of revenue each and every year and I can only date this back to 2011 or 12 based on the data but I, my, my gut tells me this has been happening since 2005 5 or 6 Okay, I, I want you so not, not a good state Stay tuned, we'll be back with more House of Cards Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and I just want to take a moment to talk about our friends at PenBets.com. You know, Pennsylvania recently legalized online gambling, so it won't be long before the first online gambling sites start launching across the Keystone State. So if you want to be a player in Pennsylvania, you need a place to go to stay on top of the latest developments. And that's why you need to check out PenBets.com. PenBets.com is led by industry experts and provides the most in-depth coverage of this new and exciting online gambling market. News, reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker. At PenBets.com, you'll have everything you need to navigate the Pennsylvania online gambling scene at your fingertips. Where can you play? What's the latest game being offered? Which casino is running which site? You'll find these answers and much, much more at PenBets.com. Pennsylvania is a new market for online gambling, and things happen fast. So you need a resource that's reliable, insightful, and most of all, trustworthy. And that's PenBets.com. That's P-E-N-N-B-E-T-S.com. Stay ahead of the game with PenBets.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. 
That's ten free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now, I'm sure everyone has made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with MyPillow. They're the most comfortable pillows on the market. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use MyPillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. I even travel with MyPillow. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. You're listening to the House of Cards. Whoa! I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishuttle with you here. For those of you just joining us, I am talking to Robert Delafave, writer for NJOnlineGambling.com and PennBets.com. I want you to dispel a myth or, or maybe prove it. We on this show get a lot of questions about, hey, is online poker going to hurt the live poker rooms? So what's the real story here? Is online poker taking a toll on the brick and mortar rooms or it, you just don't see a correlation there? I've heard a lot either way, and it is there's. I want to give a I want to, I want to give an informed answer here, but like it is tough. <laughs> I would say, I would say a slight cannibalistic effect. That's my gut feeling. I don't because you know you look at when online tried to drive traffic to live, and you look at the numbers, and it just didn't. So we know it's not really building up live, or if it is, it's, I can't see it. So it must be going the other way. I just don't know how much. Like, if you look at the um, revenue of the last few years, poker has been declining very slowly. So I don't think it's a data suggests that it's killing it, but I, I don't think it's helping it either. Maybe that's a cop-out answer, but I, I, if I had a really guess, it looks like it's a um, – Slight cannibalistic effect on um, on poker. I think it would be greater if there were if there were poker rooms like throughout the state. Then maybe we wouldn't see it as much. But because people have to consciously travel to Atlantic City to play poker, and because the poker is all in one place, then having that online option. It might cannibalize a little bit more than it would in, say, Pennsylvania, where you can just hop in your car and most likely, for most people in the state, 20 minutes, you can be in a you know a poker room or other states as well. Let me tell you something. That, that is exactly the answer I've been giving for months on this show. You know, the geography of Atlantic City doesn't work for it. I no. mean – I live in New Jersey, but I'm only 20 minutes away from Parks Casino. I'm closer to Sugar House. I'm closer to Harris, Philadelphia than Atlantic City. The drive for me is crazy. Look, for me, I have to drive through the Pine Barrens to get back. <laughs> I, I always say it's like a Grimm's fairy tale. You have to go through this deep, dark forest to get to this magical island where there's golden riches. I don't know how Atlantic City can overcome that. And I mentioned Parks Casino, which they just opened a new poker room. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. 
I haven't seen it yet. I'd love to ask you a question about some of the mentality of the people who run the casinos. I mean, anyone who runs a casino will say slots make up 85 to 88% of their annual revenue, so they're never going to remove slot machines to have a bigger poker room. And I got to tell you, right. some, of, some of these poker rooms in Atlantic City are extremely hard to find. I mean, I went to the Tropicana, and, mm -hmm. I, and I needed a GPS to find that damn thing. I think I walked by it two or three times. Does and it, I knew that was the one you were going to refer to. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that's the hardest one to find. <laughs> uh, the, the only the only way I can explain this is once you get out of the quarter, make a right and just hug the wall, and eventually you run into it. <laughs> pretty much it. That's, that's pretty good. Yep, that's yeah. pretty good. They should put that on the and signs they, in there. Oh yeah, they used to have a great poker room. It was still hidden, but I think I think it got moved or something. It's smaller, but I I grew up there playing that um. That pink game they had, the 750-15 limit, that was my game back in like 2002 before everything went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone will agree the Borgata is the best poker room there because it's a great location. It's right off the gaming floor. I mean, you can actually see it. But some of these are sure. really hidden. I mean, Bally's, I, you know, you really got to look for it. But my point oh, is... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, does it seem that most of the casinos in Atlantic City are not making their poker rooms a priority? No, they don't care. I mean... Valleys, I think, put some effort into it. Like, they rebranded as the WSOP room, and it is pretty big, and it's fairly nice. They could, I think they, they were running right back promotions. I'm not sure um, if they still do, but it still didn't do that well because, again, you have too many poker tables in one place. So, I bet, I, I, I swear to you, if you put that Valleys room in Pennsylvania, if you, if you replace the, let's say, the um, one of the lesser the casinos and put that poker room in there, it's going to do much better than it does in Bally's because Bally's sure, sure. doesn't have, you know, it wouldn't have the Borgata half a mile away. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the main problem. And that's why they are kind of, most operators are shying away from poker. It stands the Borgata and even Borgata, for, I, I hear my, I hear my fair shares of complaints about, it. I personally think it's a great rumor. I think it still has the $3 rake at one, two. It, it, it runs, Still the biggest tournaments in the East Coast. It has a lot going for it, but um, the others, eh, man, they're not they're not looking so hot. Well, Robert, we're running out of time, so we're going to have to leave it there. I want to remind everyone to check out Robert Delafov's articles on NJOnlineGambling.com and PennBets.com. They're amazing websites, and they contain a great amount of information on the gambling scene in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Robert, thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we've run out of time, so no mailbag this week, so you're going to have to hold all your questions till next week. Join us next week for more House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>